Hey everybody, this is Heather and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. I'm so excited about this topic today. It is wholeness, fully healing ourselves before we do things, or is that idea holding you back? So the reason for this topic, I did a live in my Facebook group this week and it got all my clients I had so many questions. They were like fired up about this. A lot, a lot of questions. So I know this idea is one that just needs talking about. Uh, Because there is a very, very big push right now to make sure that we are fully healed before jumping into things. So let's talk about it today, guys. Here we go. And thanks for joining me. So it kind of makes sense, right? Let's get ourselves healed before we jump into new relationships. Let's get ourselves right before we make big decisions like selling a car or buying a home. Uh, It just sounds like reasonable advice. Uh, It's going to be a funny one today, I think, for a lot of you to hear me sort of giving the opposite side of the coin on this one. But I truly believe this in my heart, so I just want to share it with you. And it, it definitely was like... It almost like everyone within my client group took a breath after hearing it or not everyone I definitely don't want to say that I actually rubbed some I think the wrong way I actually even had somebody who had such a hard time hearing what I had to say that I think they made a decision to no longer be in the group so this can be polarizing and I'm okay with that because I'm going to speak my truth on this and this is what I, I really believe around this matter so this is just my own opinion just so we're clear here I do believe that people need to be in a healthy place. Let me just start with that. So important, right? Because when we're not healthy, we come across clingy, needy in in relationships. And when we're not fully healthy and and in a good whole place in terms of things like, um, you know, knowing... I mean, even then, though, all right, oh, let me just get into it. Because I don't want to tiptoe around this. I want to be quite blunt. I think if you wait in order for yourself to be fully healed, you'll never do anything. That's what I truly believe. So like let's so let's talk relationships first cuz it's the first thing I brought up. If you are not so when people say like you should be fully healed and whole before jumping into a relationship, if you wait on that, you will forever just be sitting in wait, right? Because when do we ever feel fully whole? we're always growing and evolving, right? So if you're waiting around for the day in which you know that nothing triggers you, no things from your past, no childhood, um, you know, subconscious beliefs, whatever, there's so many things, right? But if you're waiting for your mindset to be in the right place, if you're waiting for like, oh, and once I'm fully healthy, then I'll make this big move or change, or I really want that job. It's the thing that I desire. Okay, I'm jumping out of relationships again, but you're getting where I'm going with this, right? You want that next big job and it looks so good, but you know what? I'm going to just wait until financially things are settled a little before I make that big move because that's too you know scary right now to have things up in the air. We will forever be putting off our life. Um, And so the reason I brought up the relationship part is because I like looking at it like fruit. (laughs) I think I said in our group yesterday, I called it cantaloupes, but like literally any round fruit. If you try to picture yourself putting those together, it doesn't create a hole. Now, in last episode, I think it was or a couple ago, 
I mentioned my other thing that I'm I'm currently going to be writing a book on, which is two broken halves don't make a whole. <laughs> so I believe both. I believe that you can't be a whole full person and come together with somebody else nicely. I really don't think that's possible. I think we're all a bit broken in ways. We're all a bit damaged, maybe is a better way of putting it, and bruised and scarred and all that. Not broken, not shattered. I, I really hate that terminology for it because we're not broken, but we have been hurt, right? All of us have been hurt. And so when those walls go up, though, it can be a really, really resistant um, type of experience when you've built these walls around yourself that don't allow you to meld with someone else. And so when you're trying to create this perfectly round fruit, like what, are we ever going to be perfection? And if if you are feeling that, you know what that feels like because it was before, you know, all this trauma and stuff. I just want to get back to that. Well, you're different now. You're bearing those scars, you know, the damage, the bruises. It's still part of you. It doesn't mean you're not whole. It doesn't mean that as you are is not enough. Because I'm saying this because I think within a relationship, and maybe I was just blessed. I did have a great relationship, right? Um, but within a relationship, you should be healing together. You should be finding ways together. That loving support should hold you up, rise you up, make you be, you know, a little bit more resilient, I guess. Like give you that feeling like someone's got your back. That's not a bad thing. You don't have to be fully able and capable to do that on your own in order to be a good loving partner for someone else. And if you're waiting for the job, if you're waiting for things to be right, Things are just never perfect, guys. There'll always be another thing. I've been putting things off. Like, I have this big addition I needed to do. I don't want to say big addition. It feels big to me. It's, like, scary because I've never done any kind of building on a home before. And it needs to happen in order for our family to have the space we need and for me to be able to do other things, right? So it's a needed step. But I am waiting for the perfect time. I'm waiting for this to sell. I'm waiting for that to happen. I'm waiting for the kids' school to be done for the year. I'm waiting for uh, this quote to come back. I'm waiting for that. It's like I could come up with a list. I mean, we all could. There's things that we could always wait to be perfect, the perfect timing. The reality is if you don't start the ball rolling, if you don't start taking those action steps in your life, then what are you doing? You're waiting and you're watching life pass you by. So you're in the building stage of your career. So I'm not ready for a relationship. So you're in the, I need to, you know, get my health just right before I could be a good partner to someone else. Why? You really don't think that a loving partner could help support you through some of your health challenges? I just, I hear it all on a daily basis within these groups I'm in. And and I feel like the whole world's on pause. Everybody's waiting. Everybody wants that perfect ending in life, I guess. You know, we're all trying to create all the time. We're trying to get the car that we've been working for in the home and then build our family and have children and the dog and the picket fence and the whole BS of it all, right? That's the end goal. It's going to be this perfect, you know, thing someday. Someday is never going to be at your doorstep until you take charge and start taking action steps. Now, some people say, well, those action steps are me making myself whole. Those are the action steps. I need to get the um, money in the bank by working hard at my job until I have X saved. And then it's like, oh my gosh. Or we could stop seeing this end goal, this picture in our mind of what the 
thing is we're trying to achieve the home and the kids and the this and the that and the whatever and just start living for the day a little better start enjoying today by doing that you are going to enjoy tomorrow because that's what this attraction will bring into your world so if you continue in the struggle and the hard work life not that i'm discouraging you guys know i'm a hard worker i like the hard work but don't make it i'm working to achieve and to get and to have and to get to this end goal because when you're in that state of mind that is your life that will be your existence and that will be a permanent situation if you can't step out of the working to achieve the next level you will always be just leveling up in life and never actually feeling like you're at that end stage that you wanted so you know people ask me often because i have definitely since losing my husband have a different different way of doing life but I only know today. So when people talk about staying present, I've never been more present than right now in my life because I don't even wanna think three days in the future. Sometimes I have a hard time thinking three hours in the future. My messy house at the current moment will tell you that story, but um, because I want to enjoy right now. I'm saying yes to all things because I feel like I want to do it. I don't want to be tired tonight and turn down an offer to go. I went with my, my college roommate and her best friend from high school to a concert and I literally had like hours to mentally prepare and that, that was not in my normal nature, but I was like, heck yes, that sounds like a good time. There's no reason to be waiting until, oh, well, I, you know, yeah, I'll go with them to a concert coming up sometime soon, you know, and things are a little more settled and I'm, I'm not racing around all day and, you know, the weather's nicer or whatever. I don't know. No, no way. And because I've seen end stages of life so much now that I know that's the only regret I'll ever have is that I didn't just say, yeah, yep, I'm capable. Let's go do this. Like, why on earth would I be waiting around for this wholeness, this perfection, this situation to be just right for a yes? Because right now would be kind of crappy, right? I'd be sitting around bored. I'd be sitting around like, I don't know, just waiting on life. Like I'd be waiting. Like I hate to wait. <laughs> Anybody else with me on that? I ever stood in a line at like some big amusement park. I'm not going to put any names out there, but I'm just saying the lines are so ridiculous that you're just kind of watching your life tick away. I mean, it's, I just can't. I want to get on that darn ride, you know? And so wherever that ride takes me, even if it crashes, even if it has, maybe it is a roller coaster of sorts and there's ups and there's downs and I don't want to sign on for all the downs. But if you don't get way up high on the, uh, on the up ramp, you're never going to get to I mean, crashing is just the consequence of that, right? You were willing to risk it all and go out there and have a blast. And sure, it took you to the peak and there's a long way to fall from there, but there's always another upswing. Like, I just want to do it. So maybe some people will have a hard time grasping what I'm throwing out there with this. But I think that if you are just so hesitant to dip in your toe and to see what happens, then and you're waiting around to feel like things are at a better place and it's a better timing. I think that you're in the making of regret right now. I think you are currently creating a down the line regret without fail um, because you already know what you want, you know what makes you happy and you're shelving it. 
And that is just a big loss, not just for you, but to the world. I mean, the stuff that people shelf, the talent that just sits and wastes away and the passion in people that just never equates to anything. It feels like loss to me. It feels like what a waste of life and adventure and fun. And so maybe I don't know what tomorrow will hold. And I, I know I'm taking some scary steps all the time that could go either way. I feel like I'm constantly at a crossroads where if I do this, it could be anything. If I go that way, it could be anything. And it, I don't know. So let's just walk. Let's just start walking. And if I sit and I ponder and I do my pros and cons list on every decision I make, I am going to be forever sitting at that crossroads with no clue. I'm trying to edit my language in my head, but no clue where I'm going. No clue whether I'm making right decisions. Oh no, what if this, what, I mean, who wants to live in that state of like constantly questioning themselves and wondering if they made the right choice and Oh, I just want to go for it. Yeah, sure. Maybe later because I rushed into things a bit much, I might have some regret, but it's better than the regret I would have had if I never even took the darn leap, right? Sitting there still like, <laughs> then I'd have all this regret and questions about what if I had, I never want to ask that question. Like there's a lot of questions I'll ask, but like never like, oh, what would have happened if I had done that? I hate that question because it's like, man, that was in my control. That was something I had the opportunity to turn that page and see what was going to happen next. And I just didn't. I love people with a sense of adventure these days because I just, I'm inspired by it. Oh, do you hear that plane outside? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm inspired by that stuff. Like I want to, I love seeing people just taking a leap of faith see where it goes. And I just watch like with the popcorn, like, this is great. <laughs> I love this. It is definitely like my spirit animal out there to watch people do that stuff. So I'm grasping life by the horns too. I'm diving in head first. I'm asking questions later. I'm figuring it out as I go and I mess up more. Yes, that is a part of it. That is a hard one for many of us to swallow. That when we take more risks and when we allow ourselves to try it and see how it goes without waiting for it to be perfect that yeah there will be more falls there will be more stumbles there'll be more you know but there's way more fun there's way more adventure there's way more love passion all of it it's just good it's way way better so it is a worthy step to take off the cliff for me and please everybody know I'm not talking about actual steps off cliffs um but you know, like it, it is worth it for me to try to do it messy. That's the new big, you know, talk, right? Just do it messy, but do it. But like, it's worth it for me to do that, to show up unprepared or, you know, not fully whole and not perfect and not, um, you know, all shiny and ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready for any of this. I was never ready for this. <laughs> Are any of us ready for like life in general? No, there's no book. There's no preparation or studying for this exam, guys. You just got to try it. And then what is the worst that could happen? I've gone down that path in my mind so many times. Like, what is the worst that can happen? And in any given scenario, I mean, some people go like really dark and are like, oh my gosh, I could lose my home. I could lose my children. I could, you know, <laughs> whatever, financial ruin and, you know, <laughs> die of illness. But like, I just... I'm saying like, really though, if I'm like wanting to make a move and I want to go live in California and that sounds so fun and whatever, but, oh, I don't know. My kids are in a funny age and I don't, what if it's this and what if it's, and then 
<laughs> it's like, really, what is the worst that could happen? I get there and then we're like, wow, this wasn't as great as we thought. What do we do? We move again? Is that so bad? Whatever will we do? We had a life experience. Big deal. You know, or, oh, no, I sold my house now and I can't go back. Oh, well, so then you get a different house and then you get to experience that. You know what I mean? Or like, oh, I, I never meet the love of my life. I could be alone forever. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? What if your huge, huge love of your life is just like right around the corner? Or what if you had to move to California to find that next love of your life? So this is what I'm saying. If you have inspiration, I think of it as a divine thing. I feel like God gives us inspiration to help. It's like the breadcrumbs, right? He's sprinkling them along the way. It's for us to sort of follow and just see. But um, I want to talk in the second half of the show today a bit about this other piece of it that I think is really important to sort of round this out. So um, I think they're the breadcrumbs. I believe that these are the things that we should just follow, but I don't believe we should be trying to grab back hold of the steering wheel. So if any of you have followed me from last season, I talked a lot about release and really not trying to control our lives so much. Like turn it over a little bit. Don't be a backseat driver or whatever. Like turn that wheel over and allow higher power to drive for a minute. And you'll be amazed at where it will go. So my whole thing is like, if we are talking about taking these big steps, the first thing a lot of you all are thinking is from a controlling place in your mind is of like, well, first of all, it probably feels like loss of control because, oh my gosh, if I do that, all these things could happen and it's going to feel like I'm out of control. Um, but then it's also like, well, okay, so I'm going to use, I'll use the relationship analogy again, because it's easy to see that if you are wanting a relationship so badly, like I just want to find my partner, my soulmate, my twin flame. I hear that a lot lately too. All these things. If I just want that, um, (laughs) you're going to try to force it. And when you're trying to make something happen, you're bringing that into your life. You are bringing in that this next phase is going to be more like, okay, let me just, I'm I'm probably going a little bit um, ahead here. So let me back up. Wanting to make something happen is a masculine energy. So for my women listeners, it's not the energy you want to be in when you're trying to pursue relationship. You want to be a little more in your feminine energy than the trying to manipulate and make things happen. And um, <laughs> so that is one part. But even for my male listeners, like I'm not saying that you should be going out there and trying to like make things happen. I think it's just that that brings as far as law of attraction as we've spoken in this podcast it's like that is what you'll get that's what you'll attract and we don't want it to be work right we want it to be ease so how do we make that happen how do we transition out of this sense of like yeah but I know this is what I want and so I'm going to try to make it happen how do we get there without the trying to make it happen part So quick halftime break here, guys, (laughs) and I'll be right back with so much more. So don't go anywhere. Okay, okay, guys, I have a Facebook group that is a support group for the grieving and it's free to join. It is private. So you just have to make a little request to join in so that I can just make sure everybody that's coming in, um, you know, sort of meets the criteria and has a similar struggle. (laughs) And then from there, once you get inside, it is full of support, live coaching, um, posts weekly, 
and really just a wonderful space with really great energy and great people. So if it is something that you think that you could benefit from or somebody that you know and love who is struggling with some soul crushing loss, I am going to drop the link to join inside the description of today's podcast, guys. So just make sure to hop over there and you can grab the link. Thanks so much. Back to the show. It is funny when I really think about me giving this advice because I'm, I usually speak on things that I've been the guilty party of before and have learned my life lesson and would like to pass on and share that with the rest of you. So I, this is no different. Um, I am a bit of a control person where I don't totally love giving over the reins entirely. Like I think I am, but then true release and surrender is a very different thing when you just allow. Like if I see something now, I am really in this state, which I didn't used to be this way, but, um, you know, something just keeps popping in my path. That's not a mistake or coincidence. That is a sign and I'm going to follow it. So yeah, if something just keeps coming in front of me in like all these different ways, I usually believe that that is the guidance that I'm looking for. It's like, follow that intuition. If it feels right, I'm just going to try it. Um, and so that has helped me immensely with the, the releasing of the control part and, um, you know, just getting to the state of letting it happen as it's meant to unfold. And, and so how I've gone, come around not pursuing things anymore is I put my focus on that, which gives me immediate good energy because from that state, I can only attract more of that, right? So in other words, let's use the scenario of, let's say I'm out there trying to, like, I want to find a soulmate, right? So that I hear all the time, like, I want to find my soulmate. Okay. So you're wanting to find your soulmate. Should I go out and throw myself in all these dating apps? Should I constantly hit the every bar, go to the library, go to the grocery store, talk to everybody at every baseball game? Like, is that a, does that sound like a laid back approach? <laughs> And it, it, this is sadly, this is what most of us do. I hear this from people all the time. Like, oh, I've been going to church and talking to all the people. I've been doing this. and I've been... But think about what you're saying. You're looking and you're in an active pursuit of it. Like, whoa. <laughs> you know, this is like calm down a little bit in the sense. It's hard to do because you get excited about the thing you're excited about. But the best way to do this is what else are you excited about? Like, what do you love? Like, do you love going to baseball games? Do you love going to concerts? Do you love um, getting yourself pampered? Do you love going on trips and traveling? Do some of that stuff. Go for your hike, you know, go kayaking, whatever. Um, and in doing those things, that is where you're allowing for God, universe, whatever, to put you in the right place at the right time. And to have your energy be in a space where you can be receptive now to what's about to come at you, because I already know it will. If you are in that state of just bliss and fun and good energy, and you are putting that off, and so it is coming to you. So you'll be amazed at how many doors open, how many people show up and want your time, how many offers of a date you might have. It will be amazing, because you are in a state that is so attractive at that point that like moths to a flame, people will just come your way. You won't have to search and hunt. Does that make sense? Like just get yourself into the space where anybody would want to be with you. Because guess what? When you're in that I'm on the hunt phase, nobody wants to be with you because you are not in a good energy. You are not coming from a good place. You're coming from a place of like, I'm going to find my whatever. And 
you know, here's my agenda and <laughs> trying to make it all happen. And it's just not good vibes at all. <laughs> and also it puts someone else in that state of like, um, I don't know, it feels like pressure or like a lot. And, and so sit back a bit, go do your stuff you love. And then before you know it, the very thing you're looking for is going to come at you without you having to work for it. <laughs> and that's a much better space too, because let's talk about that. Nobody wants to be having to work for somebody's attention or time, right? If you're feeling like you're having to do all these dances just to get somebody to text you back or be around you, then that's a lot of work. But if you can be meeting through ease, then the relationship will be ease. You won't have to wait and what, why haven't I heard from them? What should I do this? Should I do that? There's all this uncertainty because you're already in the state of ease. So you can really only attract more of that. And so it's just going to be easy. And I've seen this happen. So it, it can happen. <laughs> you trust me on this one, because when we're so busy wanting, desiring and pushing, it is just going to be your fate. <laughs> and you don't want that. Nobody does. And it's so funny that this wholeness thing is such a thing. Like, get yourself whole first. <laughs> stop telling people that. I wish people would stop telling people that. I think get yourself healthy first is probably a better way of stating it. Because, like, you don't want to be the anxious or, um, you know, clingy or... Um, or like forceful or controlling, like all of these traits and things, these um, inner experiences, I guess, they can really push things away that are good for you. So you don't want to be unhealthy. You don't want to be, and I don't mean even just physically, I mean mentally and emotionally, like all of it. You really do want to be you can't be fixed. Listen, I don't want to be the one to have to tell this bad news today, but you can't, I mean, there's no fix, right? We can't, we are, okay, so let's use this analogy. We don't want to be bleeding, but we do want to be scarred and bruised. And that's okay. I think from a bruised, scarred um, place, we can still find beautiful, healthy connection. I think from a bleeding place will only attract m more bleeding. You know what I mean? We're unhealthy and we will attract unhealthy people. So in that way, we want to be right because we, we want to be somebody who is confident and secure and not needy and all that. Because if we are very strongly unhealthy uh, um, to the point of like, we're looking for someone to fix us, or complete us. I really don't like those terms. Like you, that is a bad place to be because the point of it is for someone to support you, for somebody to meet you and move with you and grow together. That's a healthy place, right? Um, but it is not a healthy place to be looking for that other person to fill some empty void in you. And I say this very often, but it's like when you've got to start looking at your cup as always full, it's always full. And it's just a matter of what it's full of. Um, and if you have filled it with the good stuff, then, you know, you're going to attract good stuff. And sure, so maybe that's saying that the more damaged you're feeling right now, then the more damaged person you'll be drawing in. So that's not good. So in that sense, get some of your stuff right first. The important things like 
you know, making sure we're not attracting an unhealthy partner, like making sure we're not making decisions to move from a place of hoping to just leave everything behind and, and start fresh. Like those types of things are unhealthy ways of, of doing it. So we'd want to be healthier in the sense of the why, the why we want it, you know? Um, and then once you're good with that and it's like, no, I want it because I want to do this life with somebody who's fun and adventurous and can and be you know, my cheerleader, that's wonderful. If you want to like get this new job because it's something that you're more passionate about and, um, you know, you'll look forward to getting out of bed in the morning and, or you want to move to this new location because it, it offers, you know, just so much less work and so much more fun. And like, it feels like it's just a part of the country you've never seen before. Like all these things are great because they're coming from a place of wanting better you know, and it doesn't mean that everything has to be perfect first for those things to happen, right? You don't have to have all the money in the bank in order to take the leap of faith for a job that you're more passionate about. It's like the scary part here is having the faith that if you are just so excited about the new step, that that new step can only bring even more, you know, and that's a little frightening for a lot of us because when we're talking about like, I don't have enough money in the bank, this job doesn't pay as much, but I'm just going to take this chance. I could lose it all. Okay. I can hear that. But I also think if you're really passionate about something and it's something that you just love and you feel so much more full and vibrant when you talk about it, I believe that job in like no time, you're going to be amazed at how it has just, you've been so much better at it. Maybe you get a raise. Maybe um, you can do that job and then a little job on the side. And then, you know, you'll start getting moved up through the company or like, I just think a good energy like that will quickly rise out of any struggle. It'll immediately be more fulfilling on a lot of levels. But um, even on the financial front, I think it'll, that'll follow because usually when you're passionate about something, you're better at it right? I just think it's scary. And so if we can take the fear out a bit, that's a great starting point because fear will just have a sort of stuck in one place. And that's where I feel that like, I, am, I can almost picture this visual in my mind of standing in the middle of this fast moving highway with these cars whizzing past you and your eyes are shut and the wind and you can just feel them racing past. That's what it feels like sometimes in life when you're stagnant and everybody else is zipping past you and you're just like, ah, I want to, but I just, I'm afraid to start moving. You know, it's like, just go, just start moving. Cause once you start moving, it's so much easier to accelerate and to feel that momentum build. It's so hard when you're at a standstill. It's so hard. Cause then that's where the fear and the overwhelm can set in. And as soon as your cup is filled with more of that stuff, the fear, the overwhelm, the what ifs, the, oh, and the worry about tomorrow, all of a sudden that cup is just weighed down with all the wrong stuff. And you're going to be stuck there, like having weight in your shoes. And it's like, no, I just can't take that chance, you know? And I've seen a lot of people, I feel like men in particularly more than women on this one. Sorry guys, but I do think it's true. Um, I feel like men tend to do this more in relationship because they're waiting to build. And this might just be like that, that like rooted in us from like cavemen time mentality stuff again, but like where they really have that desire to just get career 
and um, an establishment first before they're ready to sort of dive in to relationship. Like they need to be provider. (laughs) They need to have this, you know, thing to be proud of and hold their head high and puff their chest out. Um, Because what else do I have to offer people? Which is wild because from a feminine point of view, I can tell you for me anyway, I mean, most women, especially today, we love the idea of feeling like an equal partnership. But um, usually the last thing that we're looking for when we sign on to a relationship is any of that stuff. We usually could care less if all you have to your name is like, you know, you have a tent. (laughs) It's like, well, that's fine. We'll build this together kind of attitude. But um, we're looking for the emotional fulfillment. We're looking for... Um, you know, your heart to race a bit. We're looking for, um, you know, that time and attention from somebody. And so maybe that's where the sort of overlap kind of comes in where like if if we're wanting time and they don't have a lot of time because they're trying to build career, sometimes that won't align. But, um, but really I feel like men often do shelf the love aspect until the other financial stability, all that stuff is a little bit more in place. Um, and actually I've heard that about five or six times this week from different places. So this is, there's definitely something to that, um, that desire to sort of have that established first, like that, that's a box I need to check before. Ironically, I've got a great story about this. When my husband and I first got together, I don't know if I shared this on here yet. When we first got together, we had this apartment that, oh my gosh, we I think we had to fudge the application even. It wasn't like a total fudge. He had a job and had to have his boss sign off saying that, you know, he was employed or whatever. It was like part of the, just to get the apartment, you had to have that. Um, obviously, they wanted to know you could pay it. So he kept that job just long enough to get that signed and then left that job and was without a job for a small period of time. And, um, you know, when you're, what, where were we, 19 years old, we just, we were winging it. We didn't know. We really had no business having that apartment, which is funny and ironic now because it was such a tiny little apartment that we started in. But um, at the time, I mean, my husband was wonderful. I don't think he ever, we never even talked about this. Like, why was I not financially contributing to it as well? I don't, was I? <laughs> I don't think I maybe eventually. But at any rate, when we first got together and first got this apartment, I went to live with my parents that summer. We were not engaged yet. I don't think the first summer I was away. Anyway, at any rate, all I remember is that he could barely afford it. And so much so that often it was the decision between like, I need to pay rent, but I also can't afford food. So when I left for to go for the summer... I remember hiding little like dollar bills, $5 bills, $20 bill here and there throughout the apartment. So when things would get tough, cause I knew they eventually would, and I knew we wouldn't really let on, but, um, if I f- could pick up on that, that I would be like, Hey, check the pants pocket in the top left drawer or whatever. And then he'd find money. And it was just really cute little thing we did for a while. And he was like, you shouldn't have done this. But I like, I did it because I could foresee that it was, we were just in a tough place. And I know a lot of men, it's like a masculine thing, I think, to feel like I need to take care of you. And the reality is, guys, we're growing and building a life together with a partner. Um, you should be looking at it like that. Like, together, you'll figure it out, you know? So if 
I, at the time, had a work-study job. I made a little bit of money and had a little bit saved up. I wanted to leave that for him for when he needed it because he is still me. That was still our family. We were a duo, you know? So I just looked at it that way. I didn't really think about it. I wasn't doing anything special. It wasn't like, but from a man's point of view, I think a lot of the times that feels like, you know, I can't do it for my family. And that's, we got to let the ego go a little bit with some of that stuff because it's making us miss out on partnership and love that it might end up 10 years down the line because it could take a minute before your job and your whatever. And think about those are some of the best years of your life, the early ones. And you're shelving them while you're working hard, which I'm commending every one of you who's out there on the grind right now. Trust me. I've been many a years doing the grind. But I'm saying like at a certain point, the grind becomes easier when you have someone to do it with. Because, man, I'm getting home at, you know, 10 o'clock at night and I'm wiped out. I haven't even eaten dinner. But there's your dinner on your table for you. That's all I'm saying is that maybe opening the door to the other things that you think have to be in a chronological order and are supposed to be next. um, But opening the door to them sooner actually allows the first step to just be with more ease. So uh, this is like... You know, the job front, boy, I hear that one a lot too. Like, oh, I've always wanted to do that. Well, oh my gosh, go do it. For goodness sakes, the clock's ticking. I waited way too long to do this podcasting thing, to do the blogging thing. I should have done all of this stuff. As soon as that little hint of spark of inspiration starts up inside you, chase that dream. Chase it down until you decide, oh, that wasn't as much fun as I thought it was going to be. Or, oh my goodness, this is my new passion. Like, chase it down and see what it is. Is it for you? Is it not? How do you know if you're just sitting on the sidelines? I mean, that's true of relationships too, right? Like, geez, take the leap already. See what you see. If they're a nightmare, then get out fast. Oh, well, you tried. Who wants to be standing in the stands of life and just watching stuff? Like, and going, oh, yeah, well, that probably would lead to this. Or that that person reminds me of that. Or how do you know? Like, just get in there, buy that darn house if you can make it happen, and try it, right? And if you lose and you have to start from scratch all over again, so you do. Maybe at the bottom this time you have some lessons that you can take from the last go-round and get better at it and start to, like, it's like practicing, like dating world, right? You practice. What do you think dating is? It's like you go out with somebody and they're a total like disaster. Is it really, was it a waste of your time? I would argue it was not. You learned, you grew, you know now what you deserve, what you want, what you'll accept, what you won't. Like just look at life like that. Every single chance you take, every single thing you're willing to do and put your, you know, foot out there into the unknown, it gives you some life experience to learn and grow from. So what is the worst that's going to happen? You say yes to some guy that you think is like a four out of 10 on the attraction scale that you'd never go out with, but you learn like some really valuable lessons. And this guy actually, once I went out on the date with him, ended up being our six or seven or eight once I actually talked to him. And so can you take something from that? Of course you can. You can learn that just because like there's numbers in your head that they're not all, you know, a 10 out of 10, they could still be your next forever. There's something to learn. So just get out there, have some fun, take some chances, have the experiences, and stop shelving everything. Shelving it will do nothing except keep it up there on the 
regret mantle of like all the things in life you should have, would have, could have, just knock it off. (laughs) Today I'm giving you permission to stop trying to be whole, stop trying to be perfect before you do the darn things. Do them and get a little damaged and bruised and scarred up and learn from every single one of those and carry it with you into the next because that is how you will become a whole with someone else or with, you know, you'll you'll be wholly banged up, of course. <laughs> but look at all the experiences. You're never going to look back and wish you could get rid of your scars. You know, is it Tomater? <laughs> I think in the Cars Disney movie that says that about wanting to keep his scars because every one of them's a memory. Don't delete or erase those and don't like wait until it's, uh, you know, all, I don't know, bandaged and perfect and whatever. Like just get out there, start making mistakes, learn and grow from them. Don't be afraid. Don't wait to be perfect and healthy and healed. Just, you know, make sure you're not a total disaster. (laughs) I mean, we don't need to be a total, you know, train wreck, but, um, because so you can attract the right things, but I think you got this. I think you know the message that I'm trying to share today. So thanks for joining me guys. I'm so grateful to have you as always, and I hope I'll see you again next week. Bye.